Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to talk to this person. She has been on my podcast before and we had an amazing conversation, but this time we're, our focus is going to be in a different way. I want to welcome Monday Jones to the show. And did I say this is Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow? I think I forgot to fucking say that. Hey, this is Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow. Welcome. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about writing and wherever the fuck we want to talk about. Welcome. How are you today? Well, uh, thank you for having me. I'm doing well today. Like I said before the recording hit, uh, I get to, I feel like, redeem myself uh, this time <laughs> around on your podcast. I feel like I was I was leaning more on the, the cynical and jaded side of just the sex industry and just sex in general. So it's fun to come back and be be more leaning into that and feeling more more sexy myself, you know? So, oh, for sure. Yeah. So tell us, <laughs> tell us what you do and obviously touch on the writing because that's we both write. So, yeah. So I am, there's so many different words and labels and titles that I could use, right, to describe what I do. But one of the, I think one of the ways that I use is I'm a professional mistress. Mm-hmm. And what is the definition of a mistress is the, the other woman. So mm-hmm. I'm a professional other woman. Right. And I, uh, in that, I, I don't want to say I shape shift or am a chameleon, but I have relationships with people. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I'm doing. And I'm, I'm exploring multiple ranges of intimacy and the specialty that I land under and I've titled Shamanatrix is this healing dominant woman. Mm this guide, this, this guru. I love guru. I love all that. That's so amazing. And what an amazing life you're living doing all that. I mean, that's really cool. Not many people can say anything remotely close to that. <laughs> you were probably correct on that. I I did definitely take my lifestyle living, you know, living an alternative, unconventional lifestyle. I turned it into a career. This was definitely already something I was doing before throwing pro and pro in the you know front of it. Also, do I'm a somatic practitioner, so I work with the mind, body, and soul, uh, doing life coaching and counseling. So that's another aspect. So that's that's. I feel like I that's more um like street clothes. However, I. I do domination <laughs> sessions in my street clothes too. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> so, and then, yeah, we definitely have the writing in common. Uh, I'm not sure how long you've been writing, but it's definitely has been something I've been doing before teenage years. Oh, me and, too. Yeah. Okay. So it started early for you as well. And then I started a blog that I'm actually wrapping up before the end of the year, but I started a blog five years ago where I tell my dating story. Nice. So it's called yeah. a date, a dating mistress. And mm-hmm. I go through this five year, I don't know, tattletale journaling, an online <laughs> journal of my dating life of my past dating life and like, and my current dating life. I feel like a lot of it's just me talking though about my life and how I live a life that I don't necessarily have to escape from and how maybe you can get some insight from how I'm living it, maybe possibly live yours that way too. 
Oh, absolutely. And that's that's a wonderful yeah. thing for people to be exposed to and just read about and like, you know, witness what you're doing and see if they can, yeah, they can sort of apply any of that those principles to their own lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I started writing when I was in elementary school. Like I was one of those kids that's just, you know, probably, you know, telling my age, but I would take a, a notebook and a pencil or a pen and I would just like start writing them out, you know, like in a notebook, mm-hmm. you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So was, was, what would you be writing at that at that age in elementary school, I like to write were stories. You, so, like, I was writing, writing stories. stories. And then, when I, when I was in uh, high school, I kind of did more. I just had a lot of like problems and pain and trauma, and so I was more journaling and more writing poetry as okay. a way of expressing myself. And then I got back into the fiction again. I did a little bit in my twenties, and then I kind of took a break. I got really heavy into it again in 2016. That's when I really started like, hey, I need to get my ass in gear and get writing again, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then I really started going nuts and I've written a lot since then. (laughs) And when did erotica creep in for you then? Well, it was really interesting because I started out writing romance and I, you know, it's just kind of always been infatuated with young romance. I was writing... YA romance, so like teenagers in high school. And I wrote okay. several stories there. And then I still, I still was creeping into sex. Like I, yeah. it was very hard for me to not have it in there. And I'm like, and then I started to realize I don't even like reading books that don't have sex in it. Like you go through the whole entire fucking book and then they kiss in the end. <laughs> Fuck that shit. That is like, it's, <laughs> there's the juicy stuff. All right. Like I felt like I was just telling a part of the story. I wasn't telling the full picture. So like in 2019 is when I really started, you know, going into adding sex and sexuality into it. And it's been quite the journey. I love it. And I love going extreme. I love going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like you really push some, some boundaries in it. And, and I was, I was thinking about this this morning and love it because I love I love boundary pushers you know this is where this is how we find our limitations right and yes. and this is how we also can expand and grow so do you do these ideas or themes come to you uh randomly or are you I don't know picking them off of like the top selling porn at the moment or something or the top hits on Pornhub or or just like what is actually running through your veins as thinking it's erotic for you personally? I mean, for me, things just come to me for sure. Ideas just constantly come to me. I get images. I get characters. Sometimes like, for instance, I've been narrating for Lacey Cross. I've been narrating a Hot Wife series. All of a sudden I'm writing Hot Wife. So now I've written two Hot Wife stories that I just published. So I'm also influenced by what I'm doing. Doing. Yeah. Right. And also what I'm seeing, like I definitely have drawn inspiration from porn or what I'm reading, what I see on Twitter. I mean, just, you know, all over the place. All like, of it. I don't. I don't ever really search for. Hey, what's really popular? Because I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. It's everything. Yeah, yeah, and that's like I feel like a true artist way is you're taking muse from multiple different areas of your life mm-hmm. rather than just one space. Right. So I can't niche yeah, down. I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, I love that you say that you niche down. I, I feel like I have, I feel like I have a very, really hard time with that one too, because I'm so much more dimensional and multifaceted than that mm. to just have one thing. I mean, even when I have, when I have clients come to see me and they 
they ask for that one thing over and over. They want the, <laughs> right. an hour of flogging. I'm like, nothing else, <laughs> like no degradation or humiliation or verbal anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> for an entire hour. Does somebody really, are they really able to last that long? I mean, serious? Yeah. That's a damn long time. A damn long time. Also, damn long. A good workout for my arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I usually get bored though. I'll see them a few times, a handful of times, and then I, I will request that they see somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the money's not worth worth it for me. If right. I like, I'm like, I'm not a. Well, I'm also just not a service top. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So, but these these topics though that you that you come up with, I do like. I feel like they do line up really well with what's hot in porn at the moment, and what's mm-hmm. what's also being some of the titles that I was seeing. Like, you know, it's step sibling, but it's still like this incestual play, right? And then like the the daddy the daddy daughter stuff, right? Yeah. That, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I don't. Was it daddy daughter or daddy like? Little girl, daddy, or something like that. Yeah, I don't I, remember exactly. Well, the one, the neighborhood sex secrets that I just did, that one was daddy dom. That's what it was. Good daddy girl, dom. not necessarily little good girl. girl that's what it was. Girl. Not little girls. Good girl. There we go. Gotta be careful with those the wordplay sometimes, don't you? Right. Uh, usually it's allowed. I mean, you know, some things that yeah. those the publishers won't allow, but that they usually tend to for whatever reason. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder why. I know. I know. But they don't <laughs> like things that are like blatantly. Incest, you know. I mean, I guess that's more of a right. thing than, than yeah. actual incest, you know. Well, these are the things that are hot in porn, though. These are the things True. that are selling. These are these are the things like these are the because the on my I have a sexy jobs where you can sex. I think it's like called sexyjobs.com and producers can go there and try oh, to hire sure. you, right? Uh-huh. So I have an I have an account on there, and that happens to be. Those happen to be the things that they ask for of me because they see that I'll do fetish and kink. Okay. And, and so in my mind, I'm like, okay, so what is it? Explain it to me. And when they explain the the script to me, it's a it's something along the lines, you know, stepmom and stepson. Okay. But mm-hmm. it's all just vanilla sex, just using right. the words of stepmom and stepson. Right. <laughs> and and so I'm like, this isn't kink, you guys. This isn't titled taboo. <laughs> right. No. It is very popular, though. I mean, all the MILF mm-hmm. stuff and even GILF, oh, you know, you yeah. even see GILF stuff oh. out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like I will have, I will still be in the business in 20 years because I can build card eventually. That's right. At some point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and play exactly. it up. Hundred percent. So, when you're looking that up, is it stuff to do like film or those the the site you were just talking about? Is that like for you to do? Oh, sexyjobs.com. Oh, that's for it's for mostly filming and like photo shoots. Okay, but a lot a lot of the times, I think what what it really is is just men with cameras looking for you know young people to quote unquote work with. To make content for their, you know, for their own personal OnlyFans (laughs) or whatever it is. That's what it feels like a lot of the time. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by... 
the spring cleaning champions. Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven for spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. Yeah, okay. But I guess if they're going to pay you, that's what matters, right? (laughs) Right. And some of them, some of them, they don't talk about the pay. Some of them want comp, like some of them will talk about the pay. It's supposed to be for paid jobs though. That's, that's what it is. But some of them try to get you to trade with them. Like, Hey, if we make this content together, then you can use it too. And I'm like, I don't do vanilla sex on my, on my porn sites. (laughs) it's like it's all kinky sex it's which like there's enough vanilla sex recorded out there i don't need to do that one's not my niche right that is that is flavor talking about niche right (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely a flavor of my niche but it's not my niche (laughs) right right that's not your focus that's not what you're like going for Yes. Yeah, no. Have you have you dabbled in like the the femdom erotica? I didn't go through your whole library of erotica. I just went through the most recent stuff that you've been that you've been doing. Yeah, actually, I was invited on a trilogy of femdom anthologies. So we've done three books, and so I've written three femdom stories, one each anthology, and we have another one that we're going to publish, I think, next year. So. Yeah. All so, right. Hey, hey, if you want to write a story for it, put your name in. <laughs> oh my gosh. What would be so you know, I mean, I don't, I don't actually do that stuff. I'm, you know, like yeah. for me, it's, it's in my imagination, but if you're interested, well, I could let them know. <laughs> I feel like that's what a lot of it is for me too. It's just, it's a lot about like how creative can I get and my imagination yeah. using, I'm listening, using a lot of your instinct, your, and your 
you know, said you get visuals, you get audio, you get, you get inspiration from the things around you. I'm that's, that's the, the same approach that I take instead of me doing it on paper through, through, you know, pen and paper, like you are typing this, these, this day and age, right. I'm doing it through physicality, like one-on-one. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, do you find that when, um, that it rolls with you easily, or do you have to really search to like pull this out of you? I mean, it probably comes and goes in waves, but. Yeah, it does. But it's really easy. Like for me, I can sit down and I've sat down in a morning and written 4,000 words. Like that's just no problem for me. Wow. It's always been a really strong, I guess a strong, yeah. I mean, grade school is a strong area for you. Oh, for sure. You know, like Tuesday morning, I'm like, what am I going to do on the podcast today? So I sat down and I'm like, "Hmm, what am I going to do? So I, I thought of an idea. And I blurted out 16, no, 1700 words and I recorded it and I published wow. it all in one fucking day, man. I, you know, wow. <laughs> it's not the first time I've done that. Sometimes I like oh. to do erotic improv too, or I just sit down and spin a tail off the top of my head. And nice. that's really fun to do too. You know, it's, it's yeah. not going to be perfect. You might have repeat words, but I always right. say in the beginning, this is erotic improv. This is not something that I've edited. This is something I'm just spinning. Locked. Yeah, that is, that sounds so fun. What a what a what a what a fun avenue and medium t- to get your voice out there and mm-hmm. and express your sexuality. Yeah. So so I'm curious about this. Like, would would you try everything that you've written? Would you would you try personally? Most of it, I would try with the right people. There okay, are some things that I'm the key, not... right? The right person. The right. Yeah. The right. The, the, the right group of people. That's key. <laughs> exactly. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I think that's very key. Being yeah. comfortable and having trust. Yeah. Yeah. But what were you else uh, interrupted you? What were you going to say after that? Besides just uh, the right people? I can't. Most of it you said you would. Most of it you said you would try is what right. you were. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a few things I may not try just because I don't know if I could physically handle it. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know. You know, like the yeah. one scene I wrote in neighborhood sex secrets where she was giving like blowjob after blowjob after blowjob. I don't know if I can physically do yeah. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, and I have a pretty strong gag reflex. I'm like, I don't know that oh. I can do that, honestly. Oh yeah. You would have, to have a strong, a strong gag re- reflex for sure. Taking all that dick in the <laughs> Like, I don't know if I can handle it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And if mom is not where you want to go, then, you know, <laughs> I know that I have like I have a shallow gag reflex. Like, do you? Yeah, and I also just don't think that every dick deserves to be blown mm-hmm. or sucked true. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it's a true statement. That should be a, yeah. a meme somewhere out there on social media. <laughs> Not all dicks deserve to be sucked. <laughs> I think that needs to be a meme. Someone create that. <laughs> Maybe on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> so I have never written erotica. I have definitely have been writing. But I started writing erotica this year. Oh, and, this year. Okay, yeah. and it's been, it's 
been a fun exploration, a fun, like a fun art medium for me to like express myself. Like I was just saying, like how you get to express yourself yeah, uh, and do it and do it safely. And I haven't really wanted, I haven't really quite figured out, you know, what my style is, but after listening to you, it's like, I don't have to have a style. Like they're, no. I don't, they're niche. I don't have to have a niche at least. And right. I can just write it. I just write it, whatever comes out. What I've been doing has been writing it in uh, gender neutral. Okay. So you can't tell at all what the gender is of any participants in the written erotica. Like That's even like the word challenge. Oh my God, telling me. Trying to come up because, you know, you think of the classic ones, of course, when you're trying to explain a the penis genitals right you know it's like the uh-huh. classic you know cock dick it's like right. I try not to use cock or dick so right you know mm. so it's like coming up with words like throbbing muscles right and- glands you use glands <laughs> glands yes i have used glands and and genitals and crotch and <laughs> crotch is not a sexy word <laughs> no, i i use that in a story once and my editor goes could you maybe change that word? It's just not a sexy word. I'm like, well, I know, but you can be crass sometimes, right? Yes, crass. <laughs> it is crotch. I like crotch. <laughs> crotch. Crotch. Is, I like using the word cooch, which is, you know, a more elegant right. way of saying crotch, I guess. Right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, it is a challenge, like trying to come up with how to um how to use my words differently and still be seductive and sexy yeah and sure. yeah and the topics that i'm writing about not only gender neutral but like the one that i have posted at the moment it's also about rejection mm-hmm. so so it's like also like how like the rejection is hot and trying to explain you know like through words express that this person is getting aroused by getting turned down <laughs> right oh, <laughs> on top of it right oh, yeah. yeah I don't even know if rejection is the kink of mine but it, at that time it was something that I was exploring was not just like not rejection and sex but it was just exploring hearing the word no okay okay yeah so and then what does what does you know, when we hear the word no, like people don't want to hear the word no, right? No, we don't, right. <laughs> no. Exactly, no. And when we yeah. hear no, like society, yeah, society is taught that you can negotiate that into a yes, which is right. shit for and consent then, culture and boundary oh, setting. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's so true. That's pretty, that's yeah. pretty fucked up, really. I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was really just sitting in how I can... Uh, uh, just sit in rejection and hearing the word no, which I have, I know I, I have kids. This is out there in the open about me having kids. But when you have teenagers, they, they say no to you a lot. <laughs> it is a place to dwell. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, I don't remember getting that much freedom when I was a teenager to say no to my parents. I know. I think things are but different now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely... Definitely respect the no. <laughs> that kind of seems like it kind of lies somewhere around the whole humiliation and degradation. Not that it's the same thing, but it's kind of, to me, I would like lump all that together, you know, like. You Interesting know. that you bring that up. Yeah. But I was thinking about that this morning mm. about my childhood uh, 
I did, you know, like, I think we're around the same age. So I don't know what your, your childhood looked like. I could, but mine didn't have a lot of boundaries. There wasn't, mm-hmm. it didn't really exist. And I feel like in that, at least not with my parents' generation. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I wasn't allowed to say no. It's just who did it. Right. Or else, yeah. That's kind like the kind of thing where you have, you, you yeah. must hug everybody. You yeah. must yes. go along yes. with what others want. You got it. I mean, it was really pushed on the, I feel like the, the feminine. Yes. The feminine for sure to be those little people pleasers, even when you didn't want to. Right. And it really fucked up yeah. a generation of, of women, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, yes. I mean, men I too, but I you. think women more so. More so. Yeah. But um, I do feel like men are starting to see it too. But yeah, it's just definitely fucked up. But just a generation of people mm-hmm. just across oh, the board. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. and, and, and I was thinking about that this morning because like some of the things that I like to play with in, in and out of the bedroom just mm-hmm. as as the dom or facilitating that role is is humiliation and degradation. Yeah. It's really and um I was thinking about this morning, I was like, oh my gosh, that's because that's what I got a lot of growing up. I even right. remember like trying to tell them like like they'd be like, Why are you crying? And then make fun of me for crying. And I'd be like, Cause you're making fun of me. Could you stop right. making fun of me? And then they would poking and I'm like Okay, cool. And then, of course, like, what do I want to go and do to people when I facilitate a scene? I want to go make fun of them, right. <laughs> make them cry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wonder why. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think maybe it's because we were always told basically that other people's, you know, yeah, they were more important than we were and what we wanted. Yep. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like I'm taking, I'm taking my power back in those scenes by doing mm-hmm. it to somebody yeah. else. And, and luckily, you know, I mean, I have to point out, I'm also working with people. There's, there's consent, right? There's, there's yeah. understanding the role. I'm just stating that for the, it is the recorded right? version of this. Yeah. yeah. Like this isn't, this isn't like in my childhood was unconsensual and just, they were doing it to be basically imposed. Me. Yeah. I remember them telling me things like, also like, this is love. And I'm like, this is a weird way. Sh-. And I'm like, even as a kid thinking like, this is a weird way to show love. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was more like the attitude of this is this is what we do and this is how we do it and that's it. That's you it. Know? You just have mm-hmm. to accept it. That's the other thing. It's like you just have to accept it. We're family. What was there was always, like this line that they my parents love to use like blood is thicker than uh, thicker than what wow. matter or whatever. But I don't think that that's the actual quote. I think that the quote is something. It's like backwards in that, but it's something around like the blood of the womb. I don't know. One of my friends quoted me, and I was like, "Oh my god, we've been using that quote wrong this whole time." <laughs> <laughs> no wonder why I never thought it was like that. That great of a quote, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but they planted the seeds for for me to be able to dish out really great degradation in in these hot consensual erotic scenes and i get to be able to like like i said like take that power back too at the same time <laughs> i know like, i i was talking with somebody recently and it was about it was about stripping and she oh, said that okay. for her it was taking it back and owning it it was her <sighs> deciding you know what i mean right. like it was her deciding that this is what I was going to do and I am going to do this. This is my body. This is what yeah. I want to do. And I was like, yeah, that is so true. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did stripping for a minute and I have mm. just, just a split second in my career <laughs> of this, but I heard, I heard other 
other dancers say that same thing that you're saying. And, and how much society, like, it's interesting for me to think about this, but like how much society looks down upon this career choice that these, that these people go into. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when I go in there, what I'm experiencing as another dancer, I mean, yeah, sure. There's a shady fucking side of it. It's a shady fucking business. There's been sex being sold. Duh. It's going to be shady. For sure. But there's also this like awesome side that I got to see of these women owning it. Yep. And proudly owning it. And and what I heard, another thing that I heard a lot about was how that was a great space for them to be able to learn boundary setting oh, and yeah. how to claim their power through their boundary setting. Oh, I can and, totally imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially in the privates. I preferred stage dancing. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be on the stage. Privates were really hard for me especially having a dummy persona, but in those clubs, you have to basically sell your titties for $2 a tip because tips, tips didn't, they didn't enhance, they they didn't go up with inflation since the seventies. It's still still a dollar (laughs) tip for titties. Well, that's just not right. (laughs) Yeah. But the dancers, I mean, the dancers make the money in the, in the privates, right? Right. Yeah. Um, And those, those private, those privates were really difficult for me to to produce because I I wanted to pin them down and harshly <laughs> explain to them if they fucking touched me in the wrong place, they're probably getting choked out. Right. <laughs> but I also have a camera right in front of my face. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah. I remember I had a few friends when I said I was da- I was going to dance. They're like, could you not? And I'm like, why? And they're like, because I just don't want to bail you out of jail. they foresaw that (laughs) yeah so I just chose to not do a lot of privates unless Mm -hmm. I could feel that they were going to listen or feel but had some instincts that they were they were on more of a submissive side (laughs) going to let me facilitate it then I would I would do it yeah oh sure yeah I'm sure you had what's interesting I interrupted you sorry Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's interesting to hear what you say, because uh, tomorrow I have going live a man who is a submissive male. And, oh, yeah. He, yeah. And he write, he's written two books and he has an entire support group that he runs oh, for wow. submissive men. So it's just so interesting. So I, was, so I was listening to him this week, you know, just getting the episode ready. So it's just so interesting to hear your side. And then that's all in my brain right now. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have it coming up, too. Yeah. I'm really happy that there's that that somebody out there is doing that. I think it's it's definitely needed. Yeah. I mean when I found out how okay, I'm going back to that word niche. Mm. Even though I would like to think I would like to think that I'm also pretty expansive in my 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 kink and my craft, right? Yes. Uh, but I do understand that I'm a niche inside of a subculture. Sure. Um, yeah, and it's a very small percentage of femmes that, that would classify themselves as a female top in the mm-hmm. subculture of BDSM and you know DS dynamics and mm-hmm. and this world of fetish, right? Right. It's. I think I want to say the percentage is. It's definitely less than twenty percentage. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, it's mostly, it's still this mostly that male dominant, the male doms, which yeah. 
I have a hard time being around personally. Uh, it's just oh, lots of ego. Yeah. <laughs> Big dick energy and just, yeah. And right. I, I want to like break it down. <laughs> I want to break that <laughs> ego down for them so they can, right. you know, back to reality here. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sure there's so many out there like that. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> I'm sure. So uh, you you were just mentioning earlier in the conversation about, I'm going to loop back around to it, about this, this writing femdom porn. Oh. And having to really pull from your, like your imagination around it. Mm-hmm. Do you... Do you, when you come up with like these challenging writing assignments, I think this sounds like a challenging, not challenging, but a writing assignment in a way, Mm -hmm. right? It is. Yeah. Um, It's a themed anthology. Yeah. There's a theme to it. So you can be too loosey goosey in it and like Mm -hmm. the, the ideas on how crafting it, but do you usually do any sort of research around it and what? Oh gosh, your research has to be fun. <laughs> oh, it is. And you know, I just, I have interviewed so many people. I've learned so much. I feel like I've taken classes, I've interviewed dominatrix, I've interviewed doms, subs, right. so many people. Like I have, I don't, I should, I don't even know how many hours I've interviewed people. But you have I have your own master classes right here. Right. Your podcast. How much? <laughs> and this is why I think I can write so much stuff too, because I've been so exposed to so many different people, so many different types of sexualities. It's mind blowing. And I think it's just wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's just made me, I wasn't a judgmental person to start with, but I'm even Mm -hmm. less judgmental now than I was before I started the podcast. It's just, it's amazing. Right. I I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Being like that exposure can really open up the mind. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And, and that's, I feel like that's the sad part about our society is they're so closed off to sex and, For sure. And then I was like, but why? This is how we all got here. I know. Exactly. We just all magically showed up from underneath uh-huh. a rock. I know, know right? great sci-fi like erotica we could run with, but <laughs> No, we're all here because of fucking. It's the way it is. It's true. This is what happened. <laughs> I mean Yes, yes. And and we express it in a wide variety of ways. Mm-hmm. I think that's something else that I, my ex, my own personal research and exploration around sexuality and sex, just in general is that there was just so many different ways to connect where that's considered a sexuality, like demisexual, sapiosexual. And then we also have all of these different kinds of erotic blueprints to work oh, with. Oh, yeah. Too. Uh-huh. For sure. And it's just like none of the combos are the same. And right. then and then if you you personally have this wide variety of that in you, of ways mm-hmm. of connecting intimately and sharing this vulnerability with somebody, then those combos can look different with each person you connect with, depending yeah. on theirs as well. Mm-hmm. So that's been something fun and like the the physicality exploration for me is seeing these different aspects of me come out like going yeah. oh that never used to make I wasn't aroused when I've done that before but with sure. this person I am like it's coming back to that circle circling back around to the with the right person yeah like mm-hmm. the I will I will I will try it three times with the right person <laughs> right <laughs> I think it's so true I mean I think 
I think too that it's so interesting, like what you just said. There's so many different layers and nuances and paths we can go. And yet this is something we should be glorifying it, yet we're not. We're shaming it. We're not talking about it. No, that doesn't exist. That's over there if maybe we decide to go there. You know, it's or it comes out. It comes up these weird fucked up ways through social media or just through media right. in general. Like like mm. the whole like book banning shit and then the oh, whole drag yeah. queen fucking reading to kids. Like what the hell? Right. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with people? I just don't understand. I'm just so, so foreign to me to be like banning books and all that kind of. I mean, seriously. People yeah. have been writing erotica for hundreds of years. Oh. Like oh it's all like taboo right now. I'm like, do people really realize? I mean, it's written about. There's hieroglyphics of sex on the walls of the caves. There's people having sex. I mean, seriously. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, this isn't. Yeah, even even. What there's there's also the pictures on the cave of the people getting whipped and flogged uh-huh. and and, yeah. and enjoyment, not out of out of right. pain. It's out of pleasure. I mean, it's wonderful that our brain kind of registers them in a similar pattern. That's why there's there is pleasure with pain and pain with pleasure. (laughs) What do you think love is? (laughs) is I know, right? (laughs) Why wouldn't it cross over over in the sex as well? Yes. I so yeah, you've got exposure to so many things on your podcast that has given you your own little master classes to be able to write this really diverse erotica. And then it sounds like you also record your erotica and put out audio files of it. Is that yep. right? Yep, I do oh, audiobooks yeah. too. Yeah, I've done yeah. a fair amount. Like, I don't know, maybe 60. I don't even know. I have to count them, but some of them are short, some of them are yeah. longer. And I've done it for other authors in addition to my own. So that's always fun yes. too, to do something different from someone else's brain, you know, and act right. that Oh yeah. And get to see where, like how they, how they expressed something like way differently on how you would have approached it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and you, and you learn a lot, like when you write or when you read other writers, yes. you actually, you also learn a fair amount. So, you do. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I go through my phases with that on the, the reading part. Right. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I have 15 yeah. books next to my bed. <laughs> Other times I have nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. I've I've always been one who likes to read more than one book at once when I, yep. more than one thing at once. I don't. Oh, like it makes sense. And, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Is it always the same thing, like fiction or nonfiction or like research or? Generally, if I'm going to read nonfiction, it's about writing or if I need to read something about a particular sex act, you know. Something like that, but that's. I mean, your research is fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fumble through your Twitter porn. <laughs> you know, right? I think it's interesting though that so many people think that just because I write something or I write a character doing something that that 100 means I want to do that and that's me. And I'm like, this is still fiction. This is not yeah. a memoir. You know, like, you know, they have had people like try to apply the books to my real life, and I'm like, yeah. Okay, you know, there may be pieces of me in here, but this is not a memoir. I'm writing a story. This is writing. You're a storyteller telling a story, and this is how you structured and built the story. This isn't you. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I feel like, feel like that is pretty accurate assumption that people make. Uh, Yeah, I can relate to that too with 
fetish modeling. Yeah. And I, in fetish modeling, I do implied submission. And so, so in my professional life as a, you know, as a pro mistress, a pro dom, they, they, they'll, they'll see these photos of me doing some sort of submissive act or being tied down or bound or, you know, or in this different kind of position. And then they will, they'll come in in person and try to negotiate to get me to submit. And I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) called implied (laughs) with the photographer. I actually trusted. So right. Right. We're not, it was also paid. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, I don't know if it's because it was just like art. (laughs) <laughs> people like want it to be true. I don't know if that's where it comes from. You know, it's just, yeah. they hope it's true or it's <laughs> true. Or, you know, it's part of you opened a gateway for their brain too, is they're reading it and then they want to, ins- you know, the assumptions, right? They want to insert when there's an empty spot in our brain, we always want to, the human wants to insert something in there. We're not this yeah. not really that smart. You know, this, this brain is a reptilian <laughs> brain. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you you are just like this is my craft this is my magic this is mm-hmm. this is a an outlet a safe outlet for me to express my sexuality through words which words mm-hmm. can be really sexy do you struggle with uh, as a writer do you struggle with I mean of course you probably struggle with language but finding the right words and feeling like the English language is limited on what you want to really, really articulate. Yeah, because there are some words that there's just no alternative to. And you don't want to keep reusing the same word over and over again. But sometimes you yep. feel trapped into that because there yep. literally isn't another word that means that or it fits it so perfectly. So I try not to reuse words. But yeah, you can get trapped that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's. I've heard, I've had people tell me it's easier to keep hearing the same word than reading it. Like it's more annoying to people to Uh, see it and read it if you're using the same word over and over again. But if you listen to it, it's different. I don't know if that's because we do it with different inflection, maybe. I'm not really sure why that is, but I thought that was an interesting observation. The different inflection is going to hit a different audio component in their their body somatically, right? So yeah. Mm -hmm. That could definitely be why it's a lot easier to hear it than um, than it written. But you are right. You are right. Like even just reading, if it's not even erotica, if you keep seeing the same word over and over, it's like eventually you just kind of skip over it. Like it, you, right? You, yeah, you, you just kind of like oh, here it. it is again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In a game. Did you read erotica when you were growing up too? Like, no, but what like, I sneak learned, it. I <laughs> I had no access to it. I literally had no access. Okay. But I read like, I read like hundreds of like the cheesy romance novels for teenagers. And the funny (laughs) thing was I had, I had, you know, interest in weird kinks even when I was a teenager and I don't even know where Mm. it came from. Like, I don't, I don't have a clue where it came from. Maybe it was exposure in different movies or whatever, but I don't know. I can't really say that. Like, you know, What, what did you consider weird? Well, like, for instance, I remember talking with my friend, we were teenagers, and I think, and, and we were talking about the whole, like, collar thing and a leash, and she, and I said, oh, I would try it, you know, and she's like, you are weird. Like, she thought it was so weird. And I'm like, oh, she I thought it was weird. Even, I don't even know where it came from for me. I mean, yeah, I saw something. I don't, I can't remember where I would yeah. have seen it. I can't be like, oh, yeah, that's where I saw it, you know. So, I don't know. I guess, for me, it's interesting how, mm-hmm. where did it come from? I don't know. Where did it come from? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, just like the, 
Well, your mind is so creative and you have like wild imagination. I mean, like we could hypothesize off of it or, you know, theorize off of it. But I mean, did you grow up with animals? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So you had cats, you know, I mean, animals walk on a collar and leash. It could be playful, right? Right. It's Mm -hmm. it's primal in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a role play. Oh, for sure. I had a weird, I used to do as a kid too. And I still, still find myself bringing into the bedroom as well. I find myself bringing in the bedroom. I used to saran wrap my feet. Oh, interesting. And it, really liked the way that it felt like the compression on it oh wow <laughs> I like the sound that it would make when I would walk around or move move my feet yeah oh, interesting so the text yeah the textile of it when I would go to kink parties I don't know this is like when I still went to parties I've been to a party in a while but I would always bring that would be one of the things I would bring oh, sure yeah I mean it's a very it's a physical thing you're Mm-hmm. That makes you feel a certain way and just the sounds and the texture. The I can texture. imagine. You make dresses for people or use it as, you know, bondage. Right. Yeah. I interviewed mummification. A... Oh, yeah. yeah. It makes me think of latex. Like I interviewed a, a dominatrix mm. that wears latex and she was mm. talking all about how hard it is to get into it. And like, it's really not sexy getting into it. Like that's not a sexy process. That's like difficult. And for me, but the thought that went through my head is I'm very claustrophobic. And I thought, okay, if I get into something and I can't get it off easily, I will freak the fuck out. There's no way I could wear latex. No way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, latex. Have you a, worn it? Uh, I have worn it. It's quite the, it's quite the material. Um, I'm not, latex is definitely not a fetish of mine. I, I will wear it. It's not easy to get into when I make requests for it. In scenes, I actually make the the party who requested it, I make them get me in it as well. Because I'm like, oh, I can't okay. get in this alone. You're going to help me. <laughs> You're going to lube my body down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, well, that sounds sensual, you know, like that. Yeah, yes, it definitely can be, but it's awkward as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's what she was saying. She's like, because I asked her, is it, you know, because I said, do you like video yourself, like getting into it? And she's like, no, because it's no. very difficult to get into and it's not sexy. No. No. <laughs> I did a public scene where I stripped at a, at a party. So mm-hmm. I took, I went from like business attire. So I looked like this like librarian, hot, sexy librarian. Oh, yeah. And I stripped down and then I lube up. Well, actually I had the audience lube me up and then get oh, me wow. into a, late, a latex cat suit. And it was not pretty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And I did, I did get some audience interaction. So <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But yeah, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. One of my favorite mediums to to work with. I do like. I do enjoy mummification. I do. I do like leather. Like leather is fun to smell and touch. And oh, sure. Yeah. I but but I know that uh, there's a lot of mistresses out there that will dress up to the nines during their their one to ones with their people and. I wear I wear active wear. Like okay, sure. It's, yeah, I feel like it's yeah. a it's a sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, which you do for sure. Flogging someone for an hour that is a sport. I a mean, sport. I, I have know to be I active. Can... I need to be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your arm. I mean, like, and you have to be like know how to do. It, I feel like with both arms, so you can switch out yeah. every and back and forth for the hour. Oh but yeah, yeah I feel like it's a it's a sport. Like we're 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 hanging out. 
and exercise them for three hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how the people do it in the thigh-high boots and the, the, oh, the, the yeah. heels. I mean, even when I was dancing, I wore flats. Yeah. I don't understand the dancing in heels. I do not know. I can barely walk. I don't understand <laughs> they can do that. Like, I mean, it makes the leg look good. It I, does. There is an aesthetic that the leg forms the leg into for sure and helps with. Sure. But yeah. And I will say I have a bit of a, a shoe fetish and mm-hmm. <laughs> and a foot kink and pantyhose thing, like the things that go on the legs and the feet. So, sure, sure. so mm-hmm. I see the appeal, but I'm with you. Like it takes a lot of practice to, to wear them. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And I remember wearing them doing everything in my house when I was performing in them in a regular. But yeah, I've been, out, used to I've been out of, yeah, you had to build that leg muscle up to hold your foot in them. Yeah, you actually need muscles because otherwise you really can't mm-hmm. do it. You know, like yeah. yep. I've tried cold turkey, like, hey, I'm going to wear these shoes. And like, I'm in pain within like an hour, you know, like, no, no, no. no. Can't do cold <laughs> turkey. You've got to. You gotta like wear them around the house and sexify them a little bit while you're vacuuming or some shit. <laughs> Doing dishes. It's a definite kink. Like there's so many people that really like that, you know? It's oh yeah, it's on that top ten. The the yeah. whole the whole foot thing just in general. I yeah. I feel like that's one of that was the one where for a while there that I was getting a lot like the most hits on was the, the oh, foot porn. Sure. Uh, yeah. Made I made some money off of my feet, and I think it was funny because I grew up getting. My family used to make fun of my feet and call them ugly, and that they were like long skis and stuff, and my toes were long. And I'm like, whatever. If they (laughs) how much fucking money I made off of that, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now you're using those feet. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, exactly. My feet are very small and petite, so I. Oh, I'm only like a size seven. That I feel like that's that sells as well, though. Yeah, it does. Like when people see my feet, they're like, people do like my feet when they've seen me post pictures of my feet. I always get someone saying, "Wow, I love your feet." (laughs) (laughs) Most of the photos I see you posting are of your boobs. (laughs) Most of the time, that's what I do. Yeah. Well, I'm taking the picture myself, and it's kind of you know you can only hold it so far away, and exactly. I mean, cleavage is, I'm showing my cleavage here. So cleavage is a good thing to be showing off. It's fun. I like to express myself that way too. I mean, in in sexy pictures, I find it fun. And I like the story in a picture too. I mean, you can create so much story with a picture, as you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Photography is a great way to tell a story. Do you... uh, do you do sexting as well, or is that as far as you go with the sexy photos? No, the fo- the closest I've got to is like if someone requests a story on a topic or wants me to include things. I've mm-hmm. had people, yeah. you know, like buy a story from me, or even had one where, like, you know, even I've even taken suggestions. I've been paid for it, and I've also done it just as a suggestion and created it for the podcast. So in that way, it's kind of creating something that someone specifically wants, right. you know, to fulfill their fantasy. Like I've done that several times, and there's one man that I've done it for. You know, I've done several times where I've created the story, and I have another one that he wants me to create coming up here. So that's right. fun to do too. We do and custom gets- erotica. Yeah. So like, do, do you like drop their name in it? And no, I or they give you like a, a little that. mini a mini script and then tell you to give you freedom to wrap around wrap around yeah. the, and if, their, their script into it or whatever. 
yeah, like they give me ideas or what they want to see in it. And it's it's interesting because it's ha- it's taken my brain different places that I don't think I would have gone otherwise, which I think is fantastic. Well, yeah. And that's how you're growing and expanding your vocabulary, your mind, your, yeah, you as a person because of being able to collaborate with these pieces. And I think it's awesome that you're doing it through custom written erotica. And I feel like that's where, that's where porn has, has gone this day and age, you know, it's yeah. through these, these sites like OnlyFans and mini vids and clips for sale. And mm-hmm. it's where they order, they get to order the custom and they get to order the jerk off yeah. video with, you know, their name, Mike thrown into it. Oh, and, right. or, or the ideas of like, Oh, I had one, I had one not too long ago, which was fun was where I was a reporter and I was coming to report about mm-hmm. his he didn't, he wasn't circumcised. Okay. And, and so like, I needed to report on it, like a police officer or whatever. Yeah. And, and I had to see if it was functional. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. It's feeling a fantasy. Yeah. Like, and I would have never, my mind would have like, why? But his, like, he took me there. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. So, 100%. So yeah. And I love like that. And I like that. You're doing it in your custom writing as well, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So you get to you get to get that kind of collaboration as well through this medium. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, yeah, it brought me places I don't think I would have done. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought of, hey, I should write this. You know, like yeah, yeah, that's amazing. What's been What's been one of your most interesting that you've gotten out of your customs? Do you think? Uh, if you feel comfortable well, sharing. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, I don't mind sharing. Well, the, one of the recent ones I did was a cuckold story where it was a Catholic college girl who couldn't have sex and he was dating her. But yet then he she ends up with a soccer star and then and then he becomes a cuckold. That one was interesting. Um, I did a Star Wars one. That one I would have never. That's never I was a spy. I was a spy, and I was trying to, you know, get the information out of out of this guy who made the Death Star or something like that. And then another one was uh, that I actually turned into an audio book was uh, a Pleasured by Satan, where oh, it was, it was so people either like it or they think it's weird. And but I would have say it sounds there. like it'd be intense. It sounds like it would be it an kind intense. Of it is, yeah. Time seen to be played out i mean we don't we've been painted this horrible picture of satan mm-hmm. is that is that how you portrayed him oh yeah he, he ends up being uh, well the person who is satan comes out as a as a very sexy woman that uh, yes so, he, so he's dead right so he he's died and he's in this room and and he all of a sudden is a sexy person which he wasn't in life that was one of his requests too, and that he had these amazing abs. And then Satan walks in as a sexy woman who has sex with him. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I should give away the whole thing, but uh, you know, all Sounds of like a sucky come story. <laughs> yeah. he goes, and then the- a lot of words, and then <laughs> <laughs> he gets all his fantasies fed. But in the end, he gets he gets what's coming to him. He's not he's not a very nice man. He wasn't a nice yeah. man. Well, yeah, he's fucking Satan. so that was really interesting to write like my brain would i wouldn't think i would have ever written that story without him requesting it requesting it that's fun yeah it's fun and i'm sure challenging yeah challenging on it i sometimes get like when people send me customs i just will flat out say no just like the little brat in me is like no i don't want to do that for you (laughs) (laughs) totally something i would do it's just like no (laughs) now <laughs> just an automatic no. 
I feel like that's where where people in the in that kind of business make the money is in the customs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know a woman who does it and she is just, she's turned it into a business and oh, I've narrated fair. for her. And it's really interesting. So she has two different levels. She has one where she'll, she charges a certain rate where she's just writing the story just for the person. And then she charges a different rate, which is a little bit reduced if the person's okay with her publishing it on Amazon, sharing it with other oh. people. So she's brilliant. Oh, she does the uh, giantess erotica, the shrinking and oh, growing of people yes. so there's a lot of yes. like, dom sub stuff there's a lot of you know dominant women growing into giant mm-hmm. you know giant goddesses and you know using men as a dildo a human dildo you know stuff like that it's amazing all the stuff she's done it's been really fun her imagination did, is fantastic with the, did you where he eats them as well or oh no? that's yeah yeah i narrated one that was yeah. very aggressive like that uh, yeah and yeah it was just uh, very hardcore so that, that one actually has a little bit of a warning in it because yeah, they're, they're because actually, of how graphic it may be. Yeah, yeah it's pretty graphic. Yeah. It's it's pretty graphic story. It, I can't remember the name of the kink at the moment, but it's yeah. a really, it's a really fun one to explore. And I've I've been exposed to that one too. And I was like, oh yeah, this <laughs> is, like how creative can I get? Mm-hmm. Figure out how to eat this person and for them to become a part of me. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. Yeah. And, um, I'm not sure if that's exactly what they're getting off on. Like becoming a right. part of the the other person, or or being eaten, or the I don't know. You it's just you yeah, know. being used. Maybe it's all a bit of all of the above. I but, think so. Uh, but it's definitely that one has has broadened my language and and how to uh, got me got my imagination going when I've had oh, those yeah. those kinds of sessions. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I have a little bit. I feel like a bit of an eating one too. So, like, I just have a food. I have a food thing. Okay, yeah, I think that's a common thing too. It's totally a common thing. I know, and I get like a little embarrassed and a little um, blushed when I just said it. You know, mm. I definitely have like this food thing, and just food in general, mm. so good and tasty, especially yeah. when you're exposed to really good food. And mm. I'm a person that I love to write food reviews. Oh, which sure. a lot of a lot of them can get erotic for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because mm-hmm. of using these very flowerful, flowerful language on explaining the experience that I'm having as the food hitting my mouth. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> experiencing as it goes down. So, so yeah, I think in the last couple of years, I finally started bringing food into the bedroom and it's been it's been fun. And I've done a little bit of it, you know, like the the whipped cream in your late oh, yeah. teens or whatever, shit like mm. that. But I ignored it for a while. But yeah, a couple of years back I I had uh, I had one of my boyfriends eat salad out of my out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of somebody. Yeah, I had an uh I had a woman on who who edits porn and she was telling me a, a similar story. <laughs> like seriously. It was cereal. Cereal. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Been able to do, I wanted to do a banana split on a guy's crotch. So I've been able to do that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, sadist in me really wants to do nachos with really, really hot cheese. But not oh, just yeah. like temperature cheese, but like spicy. Spicy cheese. Yeah. It'd be jalapenos. <laughs> spicy cheese with jalapenos in there. And yeah, yeah you got it. <laughs> I totally understand the food thing because, in all honesty, in my real life, I've written a couple of cookbooks and i am oh, really? very okay. uh-huh. 
And I hand in hand, food, sexuality, sensuality. I know it really does. Like I have bumped into a few people lately where, you know, it is sensuality, sexuality, and food. Mm-hmm. And so there's what somehow are your cookbooks. What are, well, I mean, oral fixation. I mean, yeah. It's pleasure, it, it enjoyment. Pleasure, so, salvation. I mean, like, what did I just learn the other day about saliva? Saliva has an antidepressant in it. So oh, emotional, wow. emotional eating is a real thing. Yes, because you need more of your own saliva. Isn't that intriguing? Wow, it's fascinating. Maybe just, you know, French kiss or something and get it. Yeah. (laughs) And the oxytocins as well from the sex chemicals. But I'm curious about the oral sex. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious though, what were the cookbooks about? Like what food, what was the, was it vegan or vegetarian or whatever the diets were? Was it all vegetarian? I am vegetarian, but. I've cooked meat many times for people. So I have done quite a few of recipes. I, under my real name, I also do a lot of creation mm-hmm. of food and recipes that I put on my real name blog. So oh, nice. that is something I have, I have definitely dabbled in and mm-hmm. in vegetarian and meat stuff and stuff where you're making it for both, you know, like if you're right. both, you know, and yeah. how can you do that? How is that possible? So I totally no, understand. It's totally possible. possible is, but but it is. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that you put it in writing because, yeah, some people's brains don't work that way. No, I so, know they don't. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, that's cool. So it's like food is a part of part of your pleasure as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I always yeah. say it's a great way to great way to get to my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has to pass over it to get through the stomach. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's enjoyment. It's pleasure. I mean, it takes off your your pleasure centers, you know, when you're eating something that is good and so does sex, you know, so it's really not like I always say, that's one of the things I always say in the end of my podcast, I say, you know, we were given these organs for a reason, all of these nerves in our, our genitals, mm-hmm. we were meant to enjoy them just as we were given taste buds to enjoy food. It's no different, yeah. even though the entire world, our culture says it's different. It's not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, we, we, uh, the culture definitely ignores sexual genitals, as we were saying, but we were, that would see, we wouldn't all be here if it wasn't right. for the genitals. And then we have this, also this lack of understanding around, around them and lack of understanding around sexuality. And I'm not just saying like, psychology wise like mentally wise and emotionally wise but also scientific wise like we don't have the general like it's not general knowledge that it's our sexuality is actually a spectrum of 26 different dna strands the thing is that it only comes out in those three you know three primary genital genital presenting and honestly majority are land in two genital presenting Right. But just, yeah. So just Mm -hmm. that general knowledge right there that like the general public doesn't even have around their own sexual organs. It's like, you know, if we just gave them that, like we, they, they could process, like each individual could process and have a better understanding of why they don't feel fully masculine or fully feminine. And they land more in the androgynous zones. Mm-hmm. Or non-binary zones. Hmm, There's yep. a big information that could be out there that could oh, help a lot sure. of people wrap their mind and their emotions around. Not feel so lost and like you know, who am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? Do- yeah, exactly. Who who do Where I like? Do I and it's, 
Yeah, and we also come from a very black and white culture. Yeah. It's right, it's wrong. Maybe yeah. I should say I should say in America, red and blue. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> yeah. And and how is this one way or another way when really it's so not? It's the non-duality. It's all the stuff in the middle. It's a very large, it's gray. It's gray. It's great. And I think the other huge shame is a lot of people don't even know what their own genitals look like. Like so many people don't even know what a clitoris looks like. Looks like. Oh, my gosh. And you posted one of those. Okay, so you posted that. Oh, it's a little pink. I should I should brought it down here. I'm meaning to do that when I do video. It's a little pink replica of Of a clitoris. Yeah, that I got. People don't even know that's what it looks like. You're right. You got, you got it on Etsy. I'm going to have to get one of those diagrams. I reposted it. When you put it on your story, I reposted oh, it. Yeah. And I got mm-hmm. so many questions of like, what is that? I'm like, you're serious? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. And you are right. They don't, they're afraid to even look at it in a mirror. I mean, I, man, I remember being a kid and I was like, I want to see what the fuck this looks like. like <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what phones are for right now. So you can put your phone down there. You can take a picture. You can take some video. Take so some everybody's video. doing with their, yeah, take video of it. Look at it. Mm-hmm. Get used to it. Acknowledge it. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, and I've had my own journey where I've been detached from my genitals. Oh yeah. I did to, too. Yeah. And reconnect mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, it does happen, but it is yeah. it is a part of our body, and we've been exploring it since womb. You know, this yeah. isn't it's what I think is also interesting is our government loves to put put what we can and cannot do with our bodies as well. Oh, it's yeah, like, what? exactly. <laughs> Wait a right. minute, why why can't I do that with my my body? <laughs> right, the, the, the shit out there is not benign. <laughs> What they're doing is not benign, and people who think that any other way, they're they're mm. they're they're clueless. Yeah, yeah. So I have no clue how long we've been talking. I do. Feel I know. Like I just was going to look quite, at the time. Quite a yeah, minute. We... Going to have to get one of those clitoris diagrams. So I think it would be a fun little tool to oh. use in in scenes. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, educational pieces. <laughs> What I love too, which I thought about getting is they even have like necklaces that have the charm yeah. of the clitoris. Yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've seen my, stuffed yeah. Animals. <laughs> yeah. It might, it might be a fun, like to have the little logo on, on like, like a coffee cup. Right. Be like, what's that? That's an amazing... Repeat, repeat of clit. <laughs> One of my favorite coffee mugs right now, it says cunt on it. Oh, nice. When you hold it, it's like cunt is like on the out, like faces out. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. It's such a strong word. It is. Yeah. It is. Claim it. Yeah, claim it. Well, this has been awesome, but yeah, we probably should end because I think we're going on an hour and a half. And oh, that's wow. a long time for people to listen, right? What time is it? Yeah, yes. I think we're going on an hour and a half. Well, this was awesome. I, I well, seriously, it flew by and I had a blast. It did. And yeah, I feel like that was a a very lovely conversation, and mm-hmm. I was able to hide some of the the jadedness around <laughs> <laughs> around my my career. But when I say that laughingly and jokingly, I also am very aware that all careers have you know there's yeah. there's they all have sides to them. So even True. though I'm doing pl- pleasure work, there is still grief involved in it, just like any yeah. other career choice and jobs. 
So yeah, part of life, yeah. I guess, right? They're all like that in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and flows. Tell us where everybody can find you. Oh, so the best place to probably go would be my website, mondayjones.com. But you can also find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, at Ms. Monday Jones. So MS Monday Jones. And then I'm also on Instagram, Monday Jones 420. Awesome. Yeah, but I do have, there's a link on my website where you can find all my other links. So you can find me on FetLife, ManyVids, Sexy Jobs, if you want to hire me, you know, producers (laughs) want to hire me for for actual femdom porn. That would be great. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But yes, thank you so much for having me was awesome chatting up and and having this common denominator of language and writing and erotica so absolutely so much good stuff to talk about i could keep talking to you i know that that's that's not the issue i had a blast yeah me too <laughs> i really enjoyed it but i guess we should end right cuz yeah it's a long time <laughs> for people to listen <laughs> we'll just have to do it again <laughs> do it again i love it yeah. Well, you have an amazing day. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.